0: Welcome to the Filter Through Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. I just thought we'd start off today. This is kind of a fun fallacy. I think it's kind of fun anyways. The Sherlock Holmes fallacy. Really? How fun is that? But let's start off by doing a quick review of a fallacy that we covered earlier this season, the spotlight fallacy. Now, I am going to encourage you to hit pause real quick and see if you can remember what the spotlight fallacy is. Okay, so the spotlight fallacy happens when someone assumes that the media coverage a certain event or a group is receiving is representative of everyone in that group, or that a certain event is way more common than it actually is. The spotlight fallacy also applies to the entertainment industry, where certain events or groups of people are portrayed in a certain way in videos and movies, and because of that attention everyone thinks that that's what that group is really like. So the question to ask yourself, if you think you're facing a spotlight fallacy is this, is this really as common of a problem as they're making it seem? So if you are like, what on earth are you talking about? And you need to review or you want to hear more about this fallacy, go back and check out episode 86. If you are looking for a good math curriculum for your student, your homeschool student, or this could be something to supplement what your student is doing in school, definitely check out CTC Math. This is where all of your kids from K through 12 can learn at their own pace with one family subscription. Whether your kid needs to catch up, keep up, or move ahead with CTC Math, they can finally understand math and work at their own pace. Your student starts by watching a short video lesson that they can stop and rewind as many times as they need to. There are interactive questions Or there's an optional printable worksheet that you can use to test their understanding of key concepts. And if you or they are not sure why their answer is wrong... Then after the answers have been submitted, you can print off fully worked solutions so that you can look back and they'll show every single step that should be taken to reach the correct answer. So this helps to make sure that your child really understands the math concept. So anyways, get all the details and you can even start a free trial at ctcmath.com. And for homeschoolers, right now you can sign up for 50% off using the link in the show notes. So check it out there. Okay, let's dive into today's new fallacy as I already said, it is called the Sherlock Holmes fallacy. So the Sherlock Holmes fallacy happens when someone concludes that a certain explanation must be true because all other explanations are simply impossible. However, they don't realize that not all alternate explanations have been ruled out. Okay, so let me explain where this comes from, and maybe this will help it make a little more sense. In the book, The Sign of Four, Um, Sherlock Holmes asks John Watson this question. How often have I said to you that when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable must be the truth? Let me say that again, because this whole fallacy is based off this one quote. When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable must be the truth. Okay. Now, Technically, there's nothing wrong with this statement, and it's totally valid. Like From a logic perspective, it is a valid statement. Sherlock Holmes, he solves mysteries, and this is one of the methods that he uses in his books. So he would say something like, okay, well, we know the person didn't leave through the door. We know they didn't leave through the window. We know they didn't leave through the chimney. There's no other ways to leave. So even though it may seem strange, we can say that they must still be in this very room, right? That would be the kind of thing that Sherlock Holmes would the kind of conclusion he would come to, is kind of a process of elimination. However, it carries the risk of a thinking error. Let's say that you're trying to solve a mystery like Sherlock Holmes did, and you're looking at five different possible explanations. And right away, you can conclude that numbers one through four are impossible. They just flat out couldn't have happened. That must mean that number five is the truth. Right, at least according to his his little quote there. Well, not necessarily. It might be the truth of all the explanations you've considered, but what if there are other explanations you haven't considered yet? What if it's number seven or eight is the truth, and you ignore it just because you haven't discovered it yet? Or here's another um, kind of take on this fallacy: What if number one is really the truth? And you just thought it was impossible because you've never heard of it before. So the Holmes fallacy leaves space for the possibility that you miss something. This fallacy is often also called um, an appeal to omniscience, so an appeal to all knowing, like as if you could know everything. Um, It's also sometimes called the process of elimination fallacy, and it's also called the Holmesian fallacy after Holmes, but that's really hard to pronounce and say, so I'm just going to go with the Sherlock Holmes fallacy because that's more fun. Anyways. Okay, let me give you a few examples. Let's say my husband and daughter are not at home. So it's just me, right? I'm eating a bowl of popcorn and I get up to get something from the other room. When I come back, all the popcorn in the bowl is gone. Since my husband and my daughter aren't home, it's impossible that they could have taken my popcorn. So I can only conclude that a ghost had to have eaten my popcorn. Okay, so is this really true, right? I did eliminate some impossibilities, my husband and my daughter, and I was left with one option, ghosts, which although seems highly improbable, but what else could it be? Okay, so you're kind of laughing, right? Because you're like, okay, that's kind of silly, but that's how this fallacy works. So the question I have to ask, are there any other possibilities that I've left off my list of options? And in this case, yes, I left off the possibility that my dog, Ted, could have eaten the popcorn. And in this case, he most likely did, because he is a notorious popcorn thief. So that's a silly example, right? But it does show the problem that can happen when you think you've eliminated all the impossible options and so are forced to look at the remaining options as the truth. You might be missing something. So as I said, there's two problems that can create thinking errors with the Holmes fallacy. First, Holmes advice is correct if and only if you know for sure a complete search has been done to list All the possibilities before starting the elimination process. Nobody's perfect. And can we really know in every situation that we have thought of every possibility? Sometimes, sure. But sometimes we might need to think a little bit more deeply about something to make sure of that. The second problem that can happen is this. Sometimes an option can be eliminated as impossible when it's not really impossible. Can we be sure that the options eliminated are indeed impossible? Impossible according to whom? impossible can be subjective sometimes, right? What one person thinks is impossible, another person who's like a scientist or you know an archaeologist or an architect might come along and say, oh no, you can totally do that. Right. So before we can do this process of elimination method, we have to be sure we take the time and the effort to find and list all the possibilities. So we're sure we haven't we haven't missed one. And we have to have an open mind to be sure we aren't dismissing something as impossible that might indeed be possible. So if I were to rewrite it, a better way for Sherlock Holmes to have worded it may have been this. Once you have eliminated everything that is not the truth whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. And that's more true. That lines up with the three laws of logic, because something can't be both true and not true at the same time. So if you looked at it from a truth perspective, um, it might be a little easier. Now I say that, although in our society today, there are a lot of people who think truth is debatable, (laughs) and truth is subjective as well. I don't necessarily believe that, but there are those who do. Okay, let me give you another example of this fallacy. Um, It can happen when someone is trying to explain a strange phenomena. So for instance, let's take the phenomena of crop circles. Crop circles, if you haven't heard of them, are interesting designs that have popped up Out of nowhere, in the middle of a corn or wheat fields, where intricate designs were made by flattening parts of the crop. The phrase "crop circle" was coined in the 1980s to describe these phenomena that were being seen in different parts of the world. And of course, the big question was, how is this being done? Who's doing this? And the theories were wild and varied and astounding in the creativity. Right? People thought all kinds of different explanations. It's God. It's natural causes. It's birds. It's kids pulling a prank. It's UFOs, right? All kinds of different things. And there were no footprints or tire marks. And so some people assumed it could not have been done by humans. And since they didn't believe in God, it must have been done by aliens. Now, I'm no expert on these things. I'm just talking about things that I've heard (laughs) about them. But it's a good example of the Holmes fallacy. People eliminated, they came up with ideas of what they thought caused it, they eliminated some things from their list of possible explanations and found themselves left with aliens, right? So they really believe that aliens created the crop circles, even though there have been different people over time who have come forward and said, no, we did the the crop circles here in our town and um, they admitted to it. So the question to ask yourself when you find yourself or someone else doing this process of elimination uh, fallacy is this, are we sure we've included every possibility? Are we sure we've included every possibility? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through Brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filterthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review and share this podcast with people in your life.